welcome to a new episode of vyapar a show where we explore the journeys of entrepreneurs and the businesses that they've built this week with me today is tanya nambiar who is the owner of el diablo sauces and you know tanya along with her husband started this company 3 years back and they have really come a long way and when i first spoke to tanya i was really amazed with the depth of her knowledge of the industry and you know i could feel the energy and the passion in her voice and you know that really just it is contagious and it gets to you and apart from the business tanya is also a singer she's also a voice over artist and you know listening to her story made me feel made me realize one thing to become an entrepreneur or for that matter to achieve anything in life you have to go all out so uh, tanya tell us something about el diablo sauces and you know how did you come up with the idea to start this venture and why did you think of getting in this segment in particular why sauces so we couldn't find good sauces in the market you know we would go out a lot and we eat out a lot and uh, you know we saw the regular stuff that was always on every restaurant table and uh, none of us come from like business families so mm. you know we were just i remember we were going out a lot and we were like huh you know they're not really exciting sauces out here you know everyone only knew of the basic mustard ketchup mayo and uh, then of course you have sriracha and tabasco which are the two brands which are the probably the only international brands people know of here and most of the exciting sauces were all imported products so you know it struck us like lightning like oh here's mm. a huge gap in the market and you know this is something that's missing here in the indian industry so why don't we like why don't we start our own brand of sauces and make it exciting things that we like um you know for me as as someone who's been working on my own brand in terms of when i quit my job to take up music full time and all of that um uh, i realized that you have to find a gap to create an opportunity you know there are yeah. tons of ideas but when when it's something that appeals to you that's when you know it's going to work you know if you're going to be a customer for your own product then you know you're going to find other customers as well uh but if it's just something random you pick out of the air and then you're trying mm. to make it work it's a lot harder so we found this gap there is a huge demand for condiments in this industry in this country and uh, you know we do like spicy flavors sweets we have mm. pickles all of that chutneys and all of that's happening but we don't have exciting sauces so we saw that gap in the market we identified it and decided to create our own sauces and in jan 2017 el diablo sauces was born um we literally started out of our kitchen uh, mm-hmm. my husband comes you know from the hospitality background and he rustled up something and he's like try this and i'm like what and he's like just try this and i was like oh my god this is amazing and uh, we knew we were sitting on something really really exciting and big and and i think that once we tried our first sample we we were mm. quite sure that this is going to be the business for us and having no idea about how to run a business we have no idea none of us are mm. you know some super rich billionaires because you know <laughs> it, it's it's scary but there was so much yeah. uh, faith in the product and and that was the first you know step of confidence that we took we were like this product is really good how do we market this and we just came up mm. let's let's call it el diablo sauces and and that's it that's how the brand was you know formed yeah i know and you you when we were speaking you told me like you know there were a lot of research that went into you know building this and finding that gap and like when it comes to sauces like you said i honestly i've only had ketchup and the dhaniye ki chutney in all my years of life <laughs> uh, yeah i i don't know like any other flavors out there and you have like 11 unique flavors 
and every single one yes. is is really innovative like i have not even heard of some flavors out there i i didn't even know that you know this was a flavor so how do you <laughs> how do you come up with such unique sauces like you know what's your secret sauce pardon the pun <laughs> so when we came up you know i i think for us our research started after we formed the company usually it's ulta like people yeah. start the research first and then for us i think we stumbled upon this gap and decided to like jump on the train to form a business mm. and then did our research so so for us it was like uh, you know we were like okay what is missing in the market and that's how and and so so my husband handles the product and the creation of the sauces i handle the sales and marketing um you know for us we both understand each other's you know strengths and weaknesses and and that's what mm. we worked on um so so for me you know it was like okay you know i researched the market in terms of let's if we want to do something you know that's unique and really stand out you know uh, amongst the clutter that is there then we need to create something that's really exciting something that's catchy something that really really catches the attention of the audience because if i just launch another ketchup brand that's not exciting nobody yeah. wants another ketchup brand and you already have big players in the market so um so the idea was to be a smart business and and do something that's exciting and unique and when you offer something unique and new to the audience you know you catch their attention mm-hmm. um so so we decided that you know let's we started off with maybe three to four flavors and uh, and in fact fun fact one of the flavors um which is currently our hot seller like it is there's not a single month where this flavor is not the best selling flavor every month it's so mm. surprising which is our flavor called smoke green chili no one in the market wow. is doing it um and this flavor when we made it uh, my husband really liked this flavor and he, i was like uh, i don't think so whatever <laughs> i was more fond of fond of the other flavors which he had created and he was like no no i think this is going to sell and mm-hmm. he was absolutely right every month since 2017 this is our top selling sauce it's wow. crazy how how this yeah so so for us it was you know like he really because his experience in the kitchens and and you know being a chef and working in every aspect of the hospitality industry he knew what are the kind of flavors that work with the audience we also wanted to mm. create and introduce flavors that were familiar to the indian palate so you know people know people in india like chilies we all have green chilies with our lunch and dinner you know chawal dal ke sath you always have mm. pyaaz and hari mirch always there So yeah. we really made a list of you know worked with flavors that were very unique. We have a flavor called mango garlic. You know, oh, garlic wow. is there in every food that we cook. So you know, mango is something that everyone enjoys. We have a flavor called kacha aam, which is really a play on you know how our grandmothers used to put kacha aam with lal mirch. You know, all yes. of that. So 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 we we used flavors that were familiar to the Indian audience, but gave them a fun twist. um and you know repackaged it into something really exciting and unique so i think that's what really really clicked for us so we kind of did our research on what are the flavors that we could launch we started off with four five and fast forward to three years we're you know 11 flavors um in the market uh, we're planning to launch our 12th flavor very soon and uh, it's been it's been really exciting because you know we always Is the name think, out i think it's always uh, yeah we it's going to be called boom it's going to be our spiciest Whoa. sauce Even, <laughs> so, even spicier so, than the hot AF one. Yes, 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 yes. I think Damn. a lot of people wanted something like they were like they people wanted something that would burn them, and we were like, fine, <laughs> we got to give what the customers want, so let's just do that. Um, so yeah, so I think the whole process of just coming up with products and and you know it has been really exciting uh, for us. And and I, as I said, you know, the idea was to kind of figure out 
what the market wants, but yeah. also know what we are good at. That balance mm-hmm. has to be created. I think most people, you know, you can't have this high headedness that, oh, I know what's going to sell. No, yeah. you have to understand what your, who's the audience you're selling to. So that's the thing we played upon. We understood what the Indian audience wants because we go out a lot. We eat out a lot. So we, we were thinking like customers at every step of the business, which is very important. You know, you have to think yeah. like a customer. I think that's my biggest learning, uh, you know, throughout these years has been think like a customer. So anytime something goes wrong, I'm like, think like a customer, you know, what would the customer want? Because they are the ones who take my business forward. So, yeah. so that's how it's been. And yeah, it, it's been exciting. I think, you know, this is one of the, like if, if any young entrepreneur is listening to this uh, episode, they could really learn from this because a lot of people, they just focus on the product and they feel that, you know, this is going to work out, but if you can't make your customer happy, then it doesn't matter how well your product is. You you know, you need to make that customer happy. So I, I agree with you. That's that's really important. And you know, another yeah. thing, another thing I really wanted to get your take on was, you know, that retail is very hard. We all know that. And you know, your your distribution channel, like where you sell your products is mostly online, mostly digital. But I think during the initial days when you were just starting out El Diablo, you were planning to, I think, get the product into supermarkets. So why did you go, like, why did you decide to go digital? And, you know, how has that worked out for you so far? So when we started off, I remember I I, I took my, uh, you know, when we started off the business, we had actually created these small little dip jars, you know, those those little plastic jars that you get Mm. when you order like a burger or something. We ordered those. We used to put them. And, and give it to our friends and family. And, you know, once the word started catching on and it started mm-hmm. spreading, we, we arranged for like bottles and started bottling them up. So I remember uh, I went with these small bottles and I went to the local Kirana Dukan in my colony. And I was like, yeah, mira sauce hai. like, you know, I was very, very <laughs> amateurish about it. Yeah. And, uh, and these guys, obviously they were like, Ye kya hai? Ye kaun sa product hai? you know, <laughs> like I realized how vast the retail game is, you know, it is. Um, and, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. Yeah. You know, we kind of was swayed by the whole retail thing because it's typical. You launch a food product, you want to be on every shelf in every yeah. store. But what I had to quickly realize is that we are not backed by the kind of money that the retail industry demands. Um, it's a it's a very expensive game. Any entrepreneur, if you speak to who's you know in the retail industry, will say that if you're looking to get into retail, you can kiss your money goodbye for six to eight months because you know the returns are very very slow and there's a middleman mm. in the between you know in in between and then there's the store uh, commission that goes and it's a, it's a lot of margins that are distributed amongst a lot of people. Um, so by the time you actually get your product and if your product doesn't sell, you're stuck with a huge amount of stock. So mm-hmm. it's a very risky game. And for a company like ours, which is completely bootstrapped, we literally put in our savings, yeah. a few savings. We were just newly married when we started this business. Like who does that? Like, you know, <laughs> people are looking to set up houses and we literally <laughs> dug a grave by saying, let's start a business. And That's both the families the are like, what the secret. hell? Wrong That's, with the secret. That's the secret to a perfect marriage then like starting a business. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. So far so good. <laughs> mm. So yeah, so I, I think, uh, you know, quickly I realized and we, we spoke to a lot of people and I, I'm never scared of like seeking help. So I spoke to a lot of people who were in the business and, and mm. you know, different people who, who have, you know, who have a vast knowledge about this industry and, and everyone said, you know, like retail is a very expensive game. And I quickly realized that that's not the channel we want to take. And, and I said, okay, let's just, let's just focus on, on the online market because I was like, you know, again, my whole 
point of think like a customer. I was like, I'm yeah. somebody who shops for everything online, right? So there must be mm. so many more people like me. And now online is everybody prefers to shop online. So we decided that, you know, also the biggest thing, I'm spending less because there's no listing fee that is required when I set up an online shop. Um, maybe like an initial website cost, but, you know, to list on Amazon and different web portals, there's no listing fee. So, so it was great. Plus, each of them have their own database. So I was like, this is a brilliant plan to just focus on the online market and the online audience um, and, and just sell because there I don't have to think of worrying about stocks because only when an order is placed does the product go out. So I was so I made the pros and cons of online and retail, and I said for a bootstrap company like us, online makes perfect sense. And we decided to just you know trailblaze into the uh, online market and and just completely focus on that. So and mm-hmm. it worked out really well. We started off with you know just setting up like a an Insta Mojo. We set up like a web page, uh, like a shop there, and then we kind of went on to Amazon you know, went on to different other portals, like, and now we're available across most portals, um, mm. you know, Little Black Book, Indian, India by Local. Um, so a lot of these sites, we've just launched ourselves on Swiggy Grocery. So I felt that the digital platform suits us more than the physical retail stores. Um, we have sort of ventured into a couple of very unique retail um, stores, uh, you know, just like two or three, which are very niche, uh, something that we can control. Um, so, so that has worked out, but if I was just being foolish and said, no, I want mm. to be in retail, I would have, I would have been in debt by now. Like I company <laughs> would have probably shop. So, yeah. so the idea is to play it smart, uh, you know, understand what are the resources with you, how much you can really risk. Uh, it's good to take risks, but you also have mm. to be, you know, you have to take calculated risks. I exactly. think that's very important. You know, you don't want to get ahead of your uh, game and, and you always want to, I mean, at the end of the day, you organically, know, you're, you're you spending grow. more than you're earning. Yeah, it's always going to fail. If you're spending more than you're earning, then obviously it's always going to like shut really, really soon. So you have to mm. take calculated risks. And and uh, and that's what we've been doing. We've been completely focusing. Our audience has really, really expanded. I mean, and in the pandemic, we've seen the highest sales ever. Wow. Everybody's online right now. So it's been really like we've steadily seen an increase, um, you know, in our uh, sales, uh, in the audience, in the El Diablo family that's constantly expanding. Um, So it's been great. So I I realized that what I thought, you know, might not work for me actually worked out really, really well. And and we are here to stay. And, you know, the idea is to just continuously sell online. and, uh, And then from there, maybe, you know, take it to retail soon later when we have the funds and we have a big distribution network and channel but as of now focus on online just completely online and it's pan india right like if anyone from around the around it's the country, yeah. all right anyone so, can that that's the beauty of it yeah exactly that pan india is a, a great thing like if if only because i've seen people who have limited delivery channels and you know what then it restricts the growth so i think pan india is amazing all right. So we've spoken about the distribution strategy and about the product, but you know, people don't realize that you're also a singer. And if I'm not wrong, you just released a new single a few days back. Like you, you, you're also a singer. You're also a voiceover artist. So how do you manage all of this? Like, like, do you have some sort of superpower with you? <laughs> I wish, I wish I had a superpower. Then I'll be doing a lot more things. Um, a, I think, uh, I'm doing everything that I love. So it kind of comes very naturally to me. I'm always excited to work. I'm always excited to have a super busy day. Um, I get up at eight, I sleep by one. 
every day, whether it's a Sunday or a Monday or a Tuesday, it doesn't matter. Uh, so 1 a.m. I sleep, 8 o'clock in the morning I'm up. Uh, and, uh, and, and yeah, I, I, I've been doing things, you know, I, when I was working, I used to love my job. I was working as a corporate sales manager. That was my last, you know, nine to five job. Mm. And when I quit my job to take up music full time, uh, you know, then got into voiceovers, then started the sauce business. Um, everything was sort of, again, organic. And mm. I just didn't like, you know, leave my job. I, I planned for it. I saved up money, you know, thinking that if my dreams, so if you say, you know, don't work mm. out, I have something to fall back on. So I saved up money. Um, and, and, you know, kind of organically started taking up things that I wanted to do, make it a profession. Um, you know, I, I always say when you, when you do what you love, it doesn't feel like work. And, uh, you know, sometimes people think I'm on some sort of drugs or something, but <laughs> I actually enjoy, I, I wake up hungry and I go to bed hungry and, and hunger is a good thing. You know, that, that doesn't mean I'm not satisfied in life, but there's this hunger when you, when you're hungry, you work so much more. I always say, you know, if you want to, if you want to earn $10,000, you need, you need to have the effort of $100,000. It's literally like that. So, I can, so, I can actually you know, nothing comes to you. I can feel it in your voice. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding, but every time I talk to you, I'm pumped up. Like, you know, you are just, you're giving me energy. So that's contagious. I feel that way. <laughs> Like really, you can I'm just... so glad to hear that. Yeah. No, I, I love inspiring people. And I love, I love, I, I keep saying, you know, I'm not saying everyone should quit their job and everyone should become an entrepreneur. No, if, but the idea is that if you're not enjoying what you're doing, then why do you yeah. do it? I hate it when people are in a situation and they're complaining. I know so many people, oh, you know, I hate my job. The, my first, my next question is always, why don't you quit your job? You know, oh, it's not easy. I'm like, it's never easy. It's never easy. Even if you're running your own business, it's never easy. Even if you're a millionaire, because there are a hundred other problems. You know, my mom always says that when you look at other people's basket of troubles, you'll always be happy with what you have. You know, you'll always be like, jo mere paas hai, troubles. I'm, I'm happier with that than I don't want someone else's troubles. So, so I think yeah. everything has its pros and cons. You just have to be really, really passionate about it. And, you know, after all the highs and lows I've seen uh, as a musician, as a voiceover artist, as a business person, I, I still always feel like, you know, I've, I'm starting from nothing. Every day, I'm mm. just like, okay, this is a new day. I'm absolutely brand new. And I think that's what keeps me very grounded and, and keeps me, I, I always believe in being very humble and being, you know, I, I don't ever let anything get to my head because mm. any moment, all of that could be just taken away. And I don't want to get, you know, like big headed. And I hate that. I, I like being very approachable to people. I like understanding what I've achieved and, you know, what I've lost out on. But, you know, so I, I kind of, I, and this has come after, you know, being my own boss for like, many many years now so mm. it comes it doesn't it's not like something i was just born with um, i had no clue if you ask me as a child what i wanted to be there were like a hundred other things that i wanted to be but uh, you know this has been a very systematic growth for me and and i love it i i, I just feel that i could be doing this 24 by 7 and i literally <laughs> do it um, it's just now that in the pandemic my my music shows have stopped I also anchor for shows. So I anchor for mm. award shows and, and, you know, corporate events. That's another thing that's taken a hit right now. So, so I feel also I'm, I'm, I'm quite smart because uh, I had four jobs and, you know, while people are kind of, you know, struggling with one, I, I have yeah. at least two more things to fall back on. Um, and I do everything I do. Uh, I do it very, very passionately. I do, you know, it, it comes from the heart and I actually mm. enjoy it. I mean, any day you talk to me about my work, I'll be more than happy. I'm like my old sales, I'm my salesperson. I'm like my favorite <laughs> salesperson. I'm ready to sell any of the things that I do all time, every time. It's something I look forward to every day. Like it's, it's 
crazy. I, I sometimes I think I'm a crazy person. <laughs> no, no, that's I. I think you know there is a lot of genius as well. Like when you have this amazing energy and like even if you tell that you know you you you're crazy or what whatever you feel like, but you know this is just amazing because I think you're you're gonna inspire a lot of people every life that you touch. I think you're going to inspire a lot of people me included because every time I speak uh-huh. to you, I get pumped up and I'm like you know man I want to feel this way so uh-huh. you know just just, just keep you. carrying on and you know I I wish you like all the best I pray for you and you know I'm rooting for you guys so uh-huh. thank you thank you so much so uh, just you know taking a little bit of a, a tangent just shifting from that topic and you know mm-hmm. coming to the business again so like we were talking about the pandemic and you told me you know a lot of restaurants have shut down during this pandemic and what these restaurants are now yeah. doing is that they are also selling sauces like because you know they they cannot sell food items or anything else so they they are also getting in the sauce business so that means you know the competition is increasing for you guys and you know because uh seeing your success definitely i think you know a lot of other people would also start their ventures because this is what happens when other other people see that you're successful they want to grab a piece of the pie as well so how do you guys stay ahead of the curve you know so so this there's a trend of you know what what business is doing really well i i you know now if you see if you see the current list of people owning restaurants most people have no experience and everyone starts a restaurant because you know we see these unique different kinds of restaurants coming up for the past you know few years this has been a trend so even people who are not typically from the hospitality background have you know with a lot of money have started restaurants and you know their own kitchens and cafes and most of them don't have a vision so it kind of shuts down pretty quickly um and now of course i mean in this current uh, i mean in september of course now restaurants are open you know they they're in service right now but i'm talking about the beginning of the pandemic yeah when restaurants you know were not able to figure out because the delivery kitchens have a very different model they are used to delivering tons and tons of orders every day you know day and night but restaurants you know survive on walk in audiences mm. you know the footfalls that are coming into the places so obviously you know nobody and in the pandemic when you know disposable income is very limited people are also being very picky and choosy about where they're ordering from so even if people are ordering out you know they don't want to spend something super expensive they want to buy something that's reasonable and because you know yeah. nobody knew whether their job is going to stay so we saw that we saw that you know curve going here and there and i saw a lot of restaurants and not only restaurants a lot of home chefs because you know they're at home they're like oh i've started my jam business i've started this i've started a bakery and you know so there was like sudden competition that emerged and i wouldn't call it i mean i still call it competition because it's a new venture that has come up somewhere you know mm. um not like i was bothered but you know again you always need to keep an eye out you always need to understand what's happening in the market and industry whether it affects you or not but it's very important because ultimately it does impact you in some way or the other um because you have to change up your game accordingly so for me i knew that you know our audience what exactly our audience likes and who our audience is and of course what are our advantages what are we offering so uh, i i think our usp is the uniqueness of the sauces um our sauces you know contain no sugar they contain no preservatives no chemicals mm. uh, we were kind of pushing out that branding because that's that's you know what the product is all about and uh, you know right now in the pandemic everyone's trying to get their immunity up everyone's trying to yeah. eat healthy so the idea was to see what's happening not just in the industry but also around me 
kind of change up the marketing game um you know be more firm with your sales and and you know your your pushing to the right audience uh, more ads more targeted ads uh, on social yeah. media so that's how uh, so i don't know whether we are ahead or behind but at the end of the day my sale numbers are going up um, we're getting tons and tons of orders we're we're tying up with more restaurants who are also using mm. our sauces my model is b2b and b2c so it's been i think it's important to look around what's happening but also just keep focusing on your own path um i don't really get swayed by competition but uh, it's always good to know what's happening and and i feel you know from a pricing perspective also you guys offer a very because when i when i see your packaging and you know when i first came across your instagram page and i saw the packaging it was an amazing packaging that you guys have done and you know the first thought that came to me was you know ye mehanga hoga yaar matlab you know it would have been expensive <laughs> but then i checked out your insta mojo page and you know it was not at all i mean you, the pricing of your product is also very very reasonable and i mean the quality the packaging the pricing i think all of that comes into play and that was a very conscious decision when we started the mm. you know company the first thing that we were kind of going back and forth on was the pricing uh, you know we kind of figured out that we want to be offering something that's unique something that's sort of a gourmet product but also have it you know available to the masses so it was a very conscious decision to keep the pricing that was affordable that everybody could enjoy we definitely wanted to be the sauce of the nation that's the plan i've been working on and i remind myself every day that this is what i'm working for uh, you know currently right now we'll see like a you know of course the big players uh, are there on each household table you'll have like a you'll have a ketchup bottle on every table whether that's it's a middle cool. class house or an upper middle class or a richy rich house there's always a ketchup bottle i want to replace that bottle in each house with an el diablo sauce bottle um so we're like a baby in the industry but we're working towards that and and you know it's so it, it's we're we're cheaper than a sriracha and tabasco uh, you know we're we're well priced we're offering a good quantity uh, we're offering fresh and natural ingredients and it's a unique product so for the kind of price that we're selling at it's it's amazing and you know we've introduced packs now so we keep trying to play around with what we're offering to the customer because as i said you know we we want if if it was something that's expensive i wouldn't buy it mm. you know so once again my think like a customer approach always plays in every aspect of the business so for me i was like what is the kind of pricing that i would buy it as a customer you know i'm not somebody who comes you know i'm a, i'm a, i come from a normal middle class family and i was like this is you know it's very important to understand your roots and i'm very very proud yeah. of my roots i'm very proud of every financial you know uh, ups and downs i've seen with my family and i think maybe that's what makes me so you know hungry for not for success but just for doing well for 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 putting my name out there for everything that i do i do it with my heart and soul because i've seen that things can just disappear in one second whether it's your fault mm. or not and uh, it's always i don't i never have any regrets for what's happened you know in my life and i think everything that comes is a lesson to be learned so so you know from seeing wow. everything around me and from the world i i always kind of learn and every obstacle i look at it as a, like a learn i'm i always look mm. at it as what am i going to learn from this you know even if it's something that's a big block in my way i'm just like okay mm. this is a uh, god is sending me a message that i have to learn something from this and you know wow. it's about it's about changing your mindset i could either be like oh shit yeah ye kya ho gaya oh my god my life is... i mean it's mm. very easy to give up it's very easy yeah. to want to fail and just be like oh god you know because it's the easiest thing to do you just know just like hold your back. head and be yeah. like oh shit 
yeah so the idea is to change that mm-hmm. thinking so if mm-hmm. if i can change a negative situation into a positive outlook um why not and and that works for me it just keeps me going and and and, uh, and yeah so so we wanted to something that is a mass product but it's like a it's also something that's very unique and it's a gourmet product so we were very conscious about how we priced it we wanted it to be available for the masses and and it's worked so far i think everybody really appreciates the pricing uh for the quantity that you're getting so mm. it's worked well for us and and i really hope that you know the next time we get on a call you would have achieved that vision like your bottle would be on every table out there so i'm hoping that happens and you know like we've spoken about a lot of things here but what what does el diablo mean like it's a it's a very catchy name and sounds like a mexican kind of a version or something like that but it's very catchy it just sticks in your mind so how how did you come up with the name what was the uh, idea so diablo is actually a spanish word it means the devil and uh, my 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 husband had a dog uh, who was named diablo this was before we uh, before i was there in his life so he had a dog diablo and when we were thinking of business names we were coming up with like very weird names and he was like i'm going to call it el diablo so um he's also stayed in um, he's also spent a, a huge chunk of his life in costa rica so he's very very fluent in spanish my husband speaks wow. spanish better than his hindi it's better than his hindi yeah so uh, so he said you know we're going to call it diablo and i was just like you know i'm like what <laughs> what is that and he said diablo means the devil and the, the dog uh, his dog who was called diablo was a dog who had a fiery temper but he oh. was the sweetest dog like with a big heart but he had a fiery temper you know if he didn't like something he just mm. go for it so so we were like oh that's perfect that's like our sauces it's like hot <laughs> and sweet and you get all sorts of flavors and so we called it el diablo sauces and um, we it, it just had a nice ring to it you know sometimes sometimes a business name you you're sitting for days and days and then it hits you this mm. was just like we stumbled like he just said it and i was like oh it sounds great it has a really nice ring to it and it's very catchy and yeah. we went for the and and then that's why the the dog is also the logo uh, you know that that's what the brand stands for we are also big big dog lovers you know we have diablo is going to be a celebrity so, <laughs> yeah yeah so we i mean for us you know i think today's audience i'm talking about today i mean i wouldn't know about like 30 40 years ago but today when i see businesses um, the audience connects with the business when they really feel the story behind it and it's the audience is not foolish and you know yeah. i i see i draw these references and and these sort of similarities even in my music you know when when i see the audience for my music out there today's audience is a very smart audience they know what they want they connect with what is authentic they connect with something that you know warms them up or something that they really feel about you know or some similar thing that they feel connected to and and i think that for us we're trying to tell that story that you know hmm. we are two people who are really passionate about this and this is what this is our product and and that's what it is el diablo we're a very quirky fun brand that reflects in our packaging uh, that reflects in the way we kind of do our business so so i think yeah the audience really is you know it always connects if you're not authentic to who you are you exactly. could you could have the best idea but it just won't click because you know the audience connects to you uh, you know like there are these famous sayings that say don't try and sell a product try and sell a solution you know mm. so our solution was that there's no there's no quirky sauces that are available here in the market so mm. that's the solution we're providing to the audience and everyone seems to love it so far i mean three years i was really scared i thought you know because we're such a small business bootstrap i thought we are going to shut shop but 
you know the day uh, modi ji announced <laughs> the lockdown oh, yeah. uh, we sat and we changed our marketing strategy and that fear of you know not we didn't want to drown you know in, in the businesses that were shutting we just completely changed our strategy and re-strategized and re-planned everything and and it worked it worked it, it's okay to be fear you know fearful sometimes it's okay to mm. be a little worried because it keeps you alert it keeps you you know it's, you have to sometimes re-strategize you have to re-plan things you have to kind of go with the flow and yeah. that's us as individuals and i think that reflects in our business as well wow tanya uh, i wish you all the best and i really hope you achieve <laughs> great things with with uh, el diablo and again once thank again you. you know thanks a lot for coming on the show it was a pleasure talking to you absolutely i had a lot of fun and uh, yeah this is great i love what you're doing and i'm so glad we connected thanks tanya thanks all, all right guys uh, that does it for today's edition of vyapar if you're an entrepreneur or you know if you know someone who has a heck of a journey like tanya had here you can tell me about it at vyaparpodcast@gmail.com you can find more about el diablo sauces i'll put a link in the description below and you, you know you got to try it out like if you are someone who really loves spicy food i challenge you you know you got to try their hot af flavor it is it is like i, I think it's really spicy and the 12th brand is also coming out so you got to keep tabs on this and i'll keep the links below in the description check it out i hope you had a fun time listening to the show let me know what you think we'll see you next week